Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Ryan Hawk. Uh, Ryan is a keynote speaker. He's a host of a podcast called The Learning Leader Show, um, wildly popular podcast, millions of downloads uh, in more than uh, 150 countries. Um, he's also the author of the book, uh, Welcome to Management awesome topic. Um, and, and he's got a brand new book that's coming out um, real soon. By the time you're listening to or watching this, it's probably already came out and you can grab a copy. Uh, it's called The Pursuit of Excellence. All right. So Ryan, welcome. Great to have you here. Chandler, man. I uh, You've already been a huge help before we started recording. So I really appreciate man. It's good to be with you. Yeah. So uh, I will start with why this book? Why did you decide to write your first, when, I guess not the most recent one, but why did you decide to write your first book? And how did you see that fitting in with your speaking, with your business, with your podcasts, all that good stuff. I think it's, it's similar to what you were just saying before we started recording. And that is, uh, I thought of like one of the biggest pain points of my career, as well as a lot of questions I was asked and what people were hiring me for. And that is making that, that first leap in your career from individual contributor to first time manager. And a lot of us have either worked for that person or we've been that person. And so we know, I know when, when that was me, it was a mess. I mean, a mistake after mistake after mistake. So my hope was I wanted to write the book that if you Chandler got, if you worked in corporate America and let's say you got promoted and the person says, congratulations, Chandler, you got the job. They shake your hand, give you a little hug, and then they hand you a book. And I want you to be handed welcome to management to say this this could be your guide. This could be your playbook because you've never done this before. And the guy who wrote it learned from a lot of the mistakes that he made as well as from all of the authors that he interviews on his podcast or all the managers and leaders he interviews on his podcast, The Learning Leader Show. Hopefully it'll help you not make the same mistakes he did. So really, like a lot of authors, you try to write the book that you wish you had for that mm. moment in your life. Mm. And that's that's what I tried to do. And Fortunately, you know, people seem to find it useful. Yeah, well, I love how specific the topic is, how clear the title is. The, the, we, always, we always talk about somebody should instantly understand what your book's about within two seconds. Yep. Um, and I, that's, I mean, it could not be more clear with your, your topic and, and with your title. So I think you nailed it with that. It sounds, like, it sounds like this is the book that you wish that someone gave to you. And that, was this also kind of like something that you were just getting asked questions about a lot. It yeah. seemed like, yeah, both. I would say both. And yeah. And, and kind of the market starts to tell you what they want from you, especially if you, you built some sort of a platform and my podcast became that platform for me. Cause that came before everything that gave me the opportunity that created the reason that a publisher would, would want me to, would, would pay me in advance to write a book. So um, th that's why I just went really deep and, and tons of interviews, both on the podcast and off to help write the book, like I said, that, that, that I wish that I had had prior to that leap, um, because I like made countless mistakes that my team had to suffer for. Now we got better and 
I improved, but it, it took a lot of hard lessons that I don't think are, you don't, you, you, you shouldn't have to make those yourself. Hopefully you can learn those from a book or from other people. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I love that. So, um, how, so did the, uh, the publisher, I think it's McGraw Hill. Yep. Um, did they, did they reach out to you because of the podcast and you got a book deal that way, or did you, do you get an agent and kind of go that, how that, that whole route, how'd you get, uh, kind of that, that deal in your first book? I actually hired a writing coach. Uh, they were that she specialized in writing proposals who cool. got referred to me by a friend of mine named Joey Coleman. And mm. Joey, I met at an event called mastermind talks with Jason Gaynard. And uh, so that's, he was on the podcast. Then we talked about book writing and his process yeah. and how he went through it. And then he introduced me to someone who helped him. She helped me. And uh, I then got introduced to Joey's book agent, who's Jim Levine. Yep. And then uh, we asked Jim uh, what he thought Jim had asked to represent me. And he told me he thought we would get some bids if we, if we, we took it to the traditional publishers, we did. And I was elated. I was, I was a little bit surprised initially. I know more about it now. So I, I get it. Uh, I've recorded with Jim. We've talked a lot. I, I've become very close with Casey Ebro at McGraw Hill. She's done both of my books. Um, and so it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty cool process how it got came together. It was painful at times, but, um, I, I think I've learned a lot through the process of outlining of proposal of setting yourself up to be able to write a useful book. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. And then the whole marketing and selling part is, is just a completely, completely different aspect as well that I've, I've learned about. So it was, um, it was, it started from the podcast. It started from from uh, helpful introductions from friends. And then from there, um, people showed some interest, made some bids. And then we, we took the, the deals with uh, McGraw Hill for both books. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I think I'm remembering now we were trying to figure out before we started this interview, how we knew, how we originally met. And I think it might've actually been mastermind talks um, oh. years ago. Um, I volunteered at the second ever mastermind talks working with Jason. And I bet you that's where, cause like our, our worlds have been circling and which one, uh gosh the 2015 i went to oh i went to ojai but i've been kind of with, okay. in jason's okay. orbit for a for a while maybe not ojai. the yeah. mystery yeah. continues i don't know i don't know <laughs> so so let's talk that um launching and selling that first book um yeah. what sold the most copies and how'd you launch it so the fact that i had a built-up platform for my podcast is very helpful i started you know sharing it on 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 my podcast i've been building an email one of the mistakes i made that i think a lot of people will say is i did not start building an email list immediately and i should have uh i was told given that advice and i was like ah, it's still too early it's still too early and it's never too early um, so I started building that now. It's been 294 weeks. So do the math. But I still should have started even earlier because I've sent one every week. So that's how I know the number. But um, the the combination of my email list as well as my podcast. And then so uh, I, I, I was getting booked quite a bit to speak. And like a lot of other authors, I would um, then do bulk buys with people who, who would book me to speak. So in addition to whatever they were paying me, um, we would, we would put books as a part of the deals. So, and that's what I'm doing here for the second one too, is, is, is those are really the three core parts. And then you hope that there's still the books good enough that after it launches that the, the individual word of mouth, Hey, you should buy this book. You should read this is part of that too. So it's a combination of bulk buys, my email list, and then the platform from, from my podcast. And obviously I try to get, get the word out there by going on podcasts like yours 
to, yeah. uh, to help spread the message too. And so a combination of all those things, I think helped propel it to where now it's more of an evergreen topic too. It should yeah. be a backlisted book as Jim has told me, my agent, that um, it, it, it's a topic that will forever be something that somebody needs. So while we wanted to launch big and the launch was good, it's, I, I, I'm almost more proud when I see these big pops of a week on Amazon where we sell hundreds of books and it's yeah. been out now for more than, for more than two years. So I think that's kind of the cool part about book writing is you do it once, but then you sell it thousands and thousands of times. Heck yeah. Leveraged impact as we call it, the ability to do work once and, and create yeah. this book. And then that book goes on, goes on to impact thousands, if not tens of thousands of people, maybe even millions. You, you mentioned top three things to sell books. You got the podcast, obviously really successful, ton of downloads, um, good listenership, that sort of thing. You've got your email list. And the third thing was bulk buys. Um, we've, we've talked about uh, the, the, the other two a decent amount um, on the show. Um, I'd love to hear uh, bulk buys. So this is a strategy I talk about. Um, I think it's uh, like it's chapter 18 or some eight, 19 in my new book um, published. I talk about bulk buys. I'm curious your strategy. Uh, so is it, is it bulk buys, uh, in addition to speaking gigs? Is it with companies? Like what's the structure? How do you make it a win for them? And then how do you sell those bulk buys? I want it to be a part of every deal. So if they ask me to speak, it's a, it's a part of every, if they say, Hey, you know, what's your rate? It's this amount plus than this many books and then mm. the total. And, mm -hmm. and then if, or if I'm going to go work with a company, same thing, uh, however many people they want with the, I want the book in all of their hands. Um, so yeah, it, it, it is, I'm thinking of every speaking engagement I have now I'm, I'm focusing on the new book. Um, it, 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 it depends on the, on the audience though. Like if they're just focused on purely management, then we'll go with the first book. But if, if it's more of like a, let's say a national sales meeting or a sales kickoff, the SKO as they're called those where, where there's a lot of individual contributors, a lot of people who are kind of like on this excellent path, they'll go with this next book where I'm like, we want, let's get the book in everybody's hands. I will sign them, take pictures, do whatever you guys want. So th that the, it makes the bulk buy conversation much easier. So far, you, it's, it is not a hard sell. Um, if they're committed to want to bring you in, usually then adding on a few hundred or depending on the audience, maybe even a thousand or so books um, mm. can get moved in that manner. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's pretty yeah. nice when you can do that. And I think that's part of the I think part of the attraction or what I've been told from McGraw Hill is they know that I can do that because wow. as um, a lot of my writing friends have told me, they don't pay you to write the book. They pay you to sell the book. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and so I, uh, I, I, I realized that and my, I grew up yeah. in sales and I worked in corporate America in a sales role for 12 years. So I understand selling. And, and if you believe in the ideas and you believe in the work, then why wouldn't you stand on top of the mountain or the table or wherever and try to sell that thing to everybody? And that's what I, be I believe in. I wouldn't publish it if I didn't believe in it. So I have no problem asking um, for people to buy that and to try to get it into the hands of every person who's going to be in the audience and offer to sign and take pictures, do whatever they want. Um, because then it also gives it, gives it a chance to spread. Like, is it going to hit yes. with everybody? Of course not. But like you could build your kind of your, your true fans through, yes just a handful of those people, if there are hundreds, that's pretty, pretty powerful opportunity that I don't want to waste. Yeah. Well, you know, as Zig Ziglar said, um, it's like, he's like, I can impact someone in 45 minutes, but I can't change their life. Um, but if they buy my books, if they buy my cassettes, like all those things. And so you're creating raving fans and 
and really every they, they have that book and now every time they see that book they think of you uh yeah. and 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 it, you're enabling them to refer you to book more speaking gigs i mean it's a win 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 all around what are you doing uh just straight up list price is it bulk discounts like how's that work uh usually there's a bulk discount i've worked with um a couple of different places but one of them is bulkbooks.com again my friend joey coleman works with with one yeah. of their leaders there and so we have a uh uh, the same contact who helps make sure those those orders uh, are smooth and get shipped to the right place at the right time to make sure we can do all the signings and stuff. So, yeah, I have it's a bulk discount, which is helpful for people too when they're going to buy hundreds or or more uh, of them to to make sure that the the price is okay. Cool. Um, so the speaking gigs fuel the books. The books fuel the speaking gig. Kind of this this circle of life. <laughs> um, have you have you seen? Um, since publishing the books is that imp- like has that impacted both speaking requests and you, you have you been able to raise your fee like because of that what's that look definitely like? yes um it's it's made it much better and i will say um from a podcast perspective there are still quite a few people who don't listen to podcasts just any of them but everybody everybody knows books they may not read the books but they know they exist they may even buy it and still not read it but there's still numbers so it it it, would what it's done for me is created a whole nother place to be discovered by people who don't listen to podcasts i don't know the latest stats but for a while it was only about half the country and talking about the states now and and now though everyone's aware they can go to amazon and see the book is there they can buy it again they don't necessarily all read it but they know it exists. They see your name. There is something that goes along with that that then helps. I've also been told this is before I had had a book published, and this is probably perfect for you, where um, somebody had seen like a highlight thing of me speaking, but I didn't. I had not published a book at that point. And they said, "Sorry, we we only book people who have written books for this okay. conference or this event." And one, I thought that was a mistake, but yeah, it yeah. was a, it was another reminder. They should probably go to self publishing school or do something. Yeah. They should write a book. If, if yeah. that is a, a part of the criteria, it mm. does increase your level of credibility when it comes to people who choose to book speakers. And so, while I may not agree with that. Um, I understand why that's yeah. part of the deal. And so I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I, I do that now. So I'm, I, I can check off that box. I also just think the, the other reason to write a book is because writing the act of doing it creates so much clarity of thought that mm-hmm. all leaders and I've worked in the leadership space, all leaders should be writers and, and even better if you choose to publish that work and, and even better than that, if you choose to publish a book and now it there are so many more possibilities to publish a book in a professional way, right. Than there used to be where, where there used to be all these gatekeepers and it was really hard. It's not anymore. You can choose to do it yourself if you're willing to invest, you know, some money and certainly the time yeah. uh, I push, I push leaders to, to do that regularly now. Yeah. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. 
Um, and, and even just, I noticed um, kind of how this feeds together is I was on your Amazon page earlier today and checking out your books and then boom, there's the two minute clip right there of you speaking. And so that's just, I mean, that's, it's a, if I'm, you know, as just a regular person, like landing on that page or a, an event coordinator, I'm seeing that and I'm saying, oh, this book looks interesting. Oh, it's got a couple hundred reviews on Amazon. That's legit. Hold up. There's a video right here. Oh, this guy does speaking. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. I should book him for our next event. Right. And so it, yes. it just kind of feeds into the whole thing. Speaking of, yeah, it does. It does. And it's, it, that's super helpful. It's credibility. Your, this latest book published, I think I saw, how did you get so many reviews on Amazon so fast? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, so there's a couple of things. It's funny. There's a, and so check it out. Uh, chapter, oh man, for your next book, this might be helpful for you. The one that you're launching right now, chapter 20. It's called okay. it's the road to your first or your next hundred reviews. Um, but there's a, there's a few things. So um, launch team works really, really well. Um, yep. So having a, a group of people who support you are the topic of the book. I have that. Okay. One small thing um, that not a lot of people do is I call it the review sweeper. Um, okay. So it's really just a three email sequence that follows up with people starting 21 days after they grab a copy of your book. Um, so that works really, really well. Um, the templates are actually in that chapter, chapter 20. Um, and so it just says, Hey, are, are you, are you liking the book? I'd love to hear like hit reply. And then when they reply, you, you just, you, you, I've got like a customer support macro that just says, Hey, thanks so much. Would you mind copying and pasting that into a review here? Uh -huh. um, and then just a bunch of small little things like that, um, that uh, asking for reviews uh, every, every time someone says, Hey, I loved your book. Like, Hey, could you copy and paste that interview right here? Just like the little small things. That make, make it easy for difference. them to do it. Right. Make it exactly. easy for them to write the review. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious for you, obviously you have this, you know, wildly successful podcast. Um, how have you used, um, the podcast to help sell books? Um, what, you know, what, what's worked there, anything that's innovative or that you've tried that you've seen that's worked well. Um, yeah. and then secondarily, do you, do you promote or do you see more copies of the audiobooks sold because of the podcast and naturally people who listen to podcasts probably listen to audiobooks, that sort of thing, or, or no? Yeah, we, so the audible thing was, it was, was, was one issue. So we were, uh, it was going really well on audible, uh, high reviews. It was ranked in one of the top 25, like audio management books of all time by book authority, all these great cool things. And then McGraw Hill lost their deal or they didn't come to a, a renewal agreement with audible and it crushed me. It, it was devastating, honestly. Yeah. And so all of that, that came off of Audible for a full year. And part of this, the deal with my second book was like, I wasn't going to do it unless they got my first book, Welcome to Management, back on Audible. It wasn't just my book. It was all of their titles. Mm -hmm. So they said, we're actively in negotiations. They eventually did get the deal done. It got placed back on Audible, but all those reviews are gone. Everything is oh. wiped away. That ranking went away from that because Dang. it wasn't there yeah, for a year. It's back now. Um, I, I do the readings myself. Yes, Audible's big, uh, definitely yeah. big for me. Um, I would say because it's my platform was built from an, an audio platform because of the podcast, yeah. first and foremost. So it is big. I, I like reading the books myself. Um, I think people seem to like that. It reviewed really well. But other ways to, to I think I, I use it, I mean, I, especially around launch time and around the book, I, I mention it on every single podcast. I also have a text to opt in for my email list because yeah. 
people listen to podcasts on their phone. So it's much easier to text to opt in. So you text opt in, you're going to see the book at the beginning of the welcome email too. So you get opportunities there um, to, to see the book. Uh, so that's, I think all that's helped and the audience just steadily cool. grows. So there's more new and new people. So that's why I say it every single episode so that new people can, can go there and, and, and opt in and, and, uh, and gives them a chance to buy the book. So that's cool. part of it too. My, my, my one thing is I think we have a few hundred reviews, but we should have a lot more. Um, mm. and that's, that's yeah. where I'm probably next. I, I could use some help from you of <clears throat> how to do that better. Yeah. And do you have any um, short links or anything that you do on the podcast that make it easy for people um, to download the audiobook or any anything in specific? Uh, I haven't really done that. I've just the, the text to opt in and then and then from there, the intro email, but I probably could get better at that. I probably need to do something there. Just two little quick thoughts there yeah. um, that might be helpful. One is, um, so I have a short link for publishedbook.com forward slash audible. And it's just an easy, so people can, and so that's our call to action where people can go there and say, oh, get the audiobook for free. And you get a lot of hits on that, that converts well? Um, decent amount. Yeah. I mean, okay. it, the book just launched um, about a month ago. So we're still in the early phases there. Um, but so then that, that goes directly to Audible so they can get mm -hmm. the copy of the book for free um, for uh, if they do a trial or just with a credit, if they already have Audible. So either way, they can get a free copy of the book. Um, and then one of the things that might be helpful for you on the review side of things is um, just a, a short link for reviews. So we go yeah. publishedbook.com forward slash review. So learningleader.com uh, forward slash review or, or whatever the book website is. And so it's just easy for you to remember. So you can type it out real quick if someone says something good about the book, but then also easy for people to remember. Um, shoot them straight to Amazon, right? Exactly. Exactly. And it'll Where go straight the to the review page and just a redirect. Um, and so it makes it um, real simple. And then obviously there, there's, there's little things too, like call to action in the book, um, like at the end of the book. And we talk about like structuring that in, in the book to ask for reviews um, at the end and uh, all that stuff. Um, that, yeah, it's in the PS at the end of, at the end of published and super so helpful. kind of asking for it specifically in the text itself. Hey, we got a couple more minutes left. Um, okay. I want to talk about, uh, your next book or well, actually one question um, related yep. to your next book, but uh, in, in your first book too. So I noticed that you have prominent forwards in both books. So you've got Patrick Lencioni as the forward on the next book. I think you had a, uh, an army general as a forward in general um, McChrystal. Yeah. Yeah. In the first book, um, what's your, uh, what's the thought process behind prominent forwards for your books? And then how do you get them? Um, thought process is, uh, I mean, honestly, I thought it would be pretty cool <laughs> uh, to be to be partnered with people that are literally like heroes of mine. Um, so and I didn't think either of them were possible, but I built I have built good relationships with General McChrystal. I went to Gettysburg with him. He, his class, he teaches a class at Yale, um, a leadership class. He invited me to go. I went. I swung for the fences after that that weekend we spent together at Gettysburg and asked him and he said yes. And I thought how cool to have his name next to mine, have it on the book. And then he wrote it and, and it was just the, even the process of like sending drafts back and forth was amazing. And then I thought, well, that, that kind of gave me some confidence for the next one. And, and Pat Lynch and I have, have had a number of talks about him uh, when he launched his podcast, I tried to be a useful resource for him. And um, uh, we've 
thrown thrown some things back and forth and i didn't even know it but he was a he 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 was kind of advocating on my behalf with uh with my agent jim levine and telling him hey you should represent this guy which he never told me he did that but super kind of him and that's i think ultimately what what told jim that um to enter to to take me on as a client and then um so i just i asked pat to do it and uh he did he, he did so i i think you know, in a way it's a combination of like, this is really cool. Like if something is that simple as well as I don't think it hurts to have your name next to, you know, four-star general or to <laughs> who has lived, lived on the bestseller list for two decades. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's why I, that's, that's, that's why we do it and, uh, or why I do it. And, and, and I'm just grateful that they said yes. Yeah. It's gone two for two because they were the number number one draft pick for both books. So I felt <laughs> kind of like, oh, this is cool. They 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 said yes. Uh, so I I I'm I'm just grateful for them for doing it because uh, it's it's a lot of work. I mean, they don't yeah. it's it's published work. They don't they they have standards to uphold. They're not just going to yeah. put put out garbage. So um, I'm super grateful for them. That's awesome. And so speaking of, you got Patrick Lencioni, who's author of. Um, gosh, some of my favorite books of all time. Um, just great author. Um, he's writing the forward for your brand new book, upcoming book, um, called the pursuit of excellence. Um, so a couple questions on that book and, and, and then we'll, we'll touch on where people can go to grab a copy. So, um, how are you doing things different with this book? Um, the upcoming yeah. book based on what you learned from watching the first book. A lot of the same things, uh, but just the audience, fortunately, is is much bigger. The launch team is bigger. Um, the pre-readers, uh, is, there are more. Um, the review people are, are ready. The ones who have already read it are, are there. Um, I got a lot more help along the way, so I think the book overall is going to be better. Um, I invested more in people to, to make it, to make it a, a more useful book. Because the topic is more broad, it's not as it's not as, as as pointed as welcome to management. It's more on kind of the leading yourself part of leadership, mm, which is yeah. sometimes overlooked, yeah. I think. Uh, but it's the most important part, in my opinion, is to lead yourself. So I think that that part's there. And then I, I I'm just gonna you know I have I have a more speaking engagements. There's more book buys bulk buys for this one. There's more one offs. I think we hit 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 early on Amazon even better because. I was more targeted on the days where we wanted to really juice that algorithm. So I sent mm. people all at the same times. I've done that a yeah. few times to kind of have it skyrocket a little bit at the beginning. It hasn't at the time of this recording, it hasn't launched yet. I know when it comes out, it, it will, it will be out. But so a combination of all those things, a lot of moving parts. I have a, um, a full a video guy who's, who's, who's building uh, we, I did a bunch of audio reads. So we were doing a lot of social media that I didn't do for the first one where uh, like excerpts from the audio book, turning them into like pretty cool artwork that we'll send out there. And then I've, I've, I've really looked at some of the other great authors of their email sequencing and, and have, have copied them flat out like James Clear. Um, I have his email from the day Atomic Habits came out, which is amazing to look back on now because he had no idea it would become the number one book on Amazon in 2021 at that time. And now, you know what, three years later it is. So um, I've, I just flat out, you know, look at the things that work for other people and, and try to copy them. And, and hopefully like the confluence of all of those events together, then lead to uh, the book, not only launching well, but then living on forever and it yeah. becoming a backlist book for, for people so that it's, it's not just a, Hey, let's launch big and then die, but let's launch big and then keep going. And that's, that's what I hope happens. That's great, man. That's awesome. And guys, if you want to um, 
hear how uh, James Clear launched his book. Um, check out the episode on the Self-Published Physical Podcast. Um, he talks about how he sold 4 million copies, I think it is, of his book in three years. That's crazy, dude. Uh, it is absolutely bonkers. So awesome. Um, so check out that episode. It's a good one. Um, but last question or two I have for you, Ryan. Um, I, I was noticing looking today, uh, you published your first book on January 28th, 2020. Uh, your second book coming out January 25th, 2022. So almost two years to the day. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is, it, is that was that on purpose? Is that just kind of how it works? So like Ryan Holiday told me he always has his next book sold before the other one comes out. I'm not quite that fast. But it when I remember when he told me that it, it just changed my perspective on ID, idea creation and getting the, the next proposal done. So I had some like the startings of a proposal when my last book came out and, but not really, I mean, I just had like notes and, uh, and so I thought there's a chance I could get the proposal put together and then get it sold. The one, the one downside of traditional publishing that I'm not as fond of is it just takes a lot longer. Um, The process gets drawn out some where this book you know, it, it probably could have came out six months ago. I mean, it, I guess it wasn't fully ready, but we were, we could have, we could have probably sped up some parts of the process, but that's, that's part of traditional publishing, at least in my experience is that um, it, it does get delayed a little bit to when it comes out, but I do like January, you know, it's the beginning of the year. Um, it seems to be the right time uh, for something like this. So I kind of like it. I like this rhythm. I don't know if I'll be able to keep, keep it up or not yet. I'd like to, but I guess, I guess we'll see. I think one, the thing that I might try next, uh, I probably shouldn't even say this out loud, but I just think I might write a shorter book. Um, I, I might, I might, I might um, just say like challenge myself to write a book in half as many words, but try to have the same impact. That's kind of like a challenge I've been thinking about. And, and maybe, maybe that will make it more doable. Or maybe I'm just saying that now because getting to 65,000 words was such a pain, <laughs> but um, yeah. But we still cut 20,000 words of yeah. this next book. So it was at wow. 85,000 words yeah. and we cut out 20 um, in order to get, get it down to this. So yeah. it was only supposed to be 60 and we ended up publishing, I think around 65, I yeah. believe. So I don't know, man, maybe, maybe that's what I'll do next. That's so funny. Um, with published my, my most recent book, it was the same exact, it was like 83, 84, and then got down to like 63 Is right it? about the time at, at publishing. So it's a funny mirroring. Uh, what do you think about what do you think about um paperback versus hardback does it even matter anymore i don't i I think hardback has some more prestige and feels like more of a legit book but beyond that i mean for speaking gigs yeah because you can you can charge more and it's and they're going to pay and it's legit um but then if you're trying to do other stuff with it that you want to be more cost effective um like we ship a bunch of books or like Uh when i come to speak um, we'll, we'll bring free books, um, and use those, um, to lead collect. Um, gotcha. and, and then, and then, so then we'll get the, um, leads from pretty much the whole audience and then turn that into, um, you mean they have to give you their, their email address to get your book. Yep, exactly. And that's okay. it though. It's a free book. And so, yeah. so we'll, we'll capture people's uh, name, email, phone number, and I think maybe address, um, on a card and they'll give us a card and then, um, they'll get a book. And then, um, a lot of those folks will actually end up um, sitting down with our team at self-publishing school and saying, Hey, let me, let, let me walk through my book. And then a decent amount of those folks will say, Hey, I'd love to work with you guys at self-publishing school. And so that's kind of the, just the flow. So for us, the, the, 
it's a it's a five dollar lead instead of whatever we would pay for any other leads um, through other marketing channels. And it's a qualified lead because they have a book um, that teaches a methodology and goes real in depth. Well, I just love the strategy behind what you're doing. I think that's why I just kept peppering you with questions before we even started, because it's it's obvious that you have figured some things out and built a really purposeful strategy to build your business and books are part of it. And, and, and you've also proven and shown how others can do it, which dude, I'm huge props, huge. I'm impressed. I appreciate that. Thank you, Ryan. Well, Hey, um, we'll wrap with this. Um, Where can people go to find out more about you to grab a copy of the book? Um, so I would say pre-order, but it would be pre-order at the time of recording. By the time this uh, this releases, it's just go buy a copy of the book. So where can they go to find out more about you, grab a copy of the book, and anything else that you're up to? Yeah, so my the, the home base for everything is my website, learningleader.com. I have a text to opt-in, which I mentioned. It's Hawk, H-A-W-K, my last name, to 66866. You can text opt-in. Everything's free there. I mean, there's books off of that too, but that's the, the text to opt in. So I would encourage people that. And then the latest book is called The Pursuit of Excellence, man. I'm pumped about it. Excited. I hope people uh, find it useful. Yeah. Well, guys, um, grab a copy of the new book, The Pursuit of Excellence. Um, or if you're new to management, grab a copy of his first book, Welcome to Management. Uh, Ryan, you're the man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chandler. Good to be with you, man. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, So thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast, wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.